a lot of people don't necessarily know we exist. Or yeah, I want to say that an older senator <laughs> once said that we're an accidentally secret society um, because a lot of the things we do kind of emulate what a secret society does, but, you know, we were once mandatory to be in DiFi and at UNC. So we're not purposefully a secret society, which is funny. Welcome to Well Said, the official podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Today, we're going to talk about Carolina's oldest secret society. Well, it's actually not that much of a secret. In fact, members of the Dialectic and Philanthropic Societies meet every Monday night in the Dialectic Chamber in New West Hall. This fall is the beginning of DiFi's 225th year. And in case you didn't do the math, that's as old as Carolina. In celebration of this incredible milestone, the spring 2019 Joint Senate President Katrina Smith and President Pro Tempore George Gildehouse shared what this unique debate society is all about. So part of why we have two people here is so we can have a die and a phi to get <laughs> uh, some even representation because no one is unbiased in this. Um, <laughs> but uh, the societies, we started as the debating society on June 3rd, 1795. And then there was a split uh, almost a month later. So on June 25th, in the same month, there was a motion to split, and they actually split on July 2nd, 1795. And that was the, it started as the debating society, the Concord Society split off, and then about a year later, they renamed themselves the debating society to the dialectic society, and the Concord Society was renamed to the philanthropic society. The philanthropic society, I am a phi, split off because the dyes they decided were too sticky about rules and that kind of thing. So you see that most emphasized in our two societies' mottos. So we are virtus libertas et scantia, which means virtue, liberty, and knowledge. Whereas the dyes are virtus et scantia, which just means virtue and knowledge. Um, so we added that libertas when we split off as that kind of emphasis that we care about. Free will and doing what we want. <laughs> This die versus five fight really isn't much of one at all. But the senators, that's what the members are called, of both societies will tell you that there is a difference despite their shared love of debate. Before anyone can be granted membership, they must first choose which society they would like to join. And then they petition for membership with a prepared speech. It sounds really daunting, but don't worry. Every petitioning member chooses an active senator as their sponsor to guide them through the process. The FI is maybe a little more disorganized, though I think they would consider themselves more spirited, whereas the die is sometimes thought of as kind of being a little more rule-binding, um, though perhaps a little more... Um, principled, mm -hmm. though, of course, all of these <laughs> definitions are highly debatable. And of course, we are debating societies, so we debate them all the time. <laughs> I think it's interesting because of our petitioning process, you pick your sponsor. So some of those personality traits definitely get emphasized, but also so some people will pick their sponsor based on which society they want to be in, but some people will pick their society based on their sponsor. Um, so there's definitely people that we we think are like more dies that are fies and people who are more fi like that are dies. 
Being a member of DiFi is no longer a requirement for Carolina students, but senators still practice many of the organization's traditions. Any student is invited to join either society, but must first meet a few requirements. The actual petitioning process, what that looks like is you ask someone to be your sponsor. So we have it specifically ruled out that no one in DiFi can approach somebody about joining the organization. They have to come first because I think it would be a little competitive otherwise, especially about who gets to join the DIs and who joins the FIs. So once you've chosen your sponsor, you prepare a written speech to argue anything that you would like. When Katrina says anything, she means anything. When she petitioned membership, her main argument was why Johannesburg is a better city than Cape Town because she is South African. George argued, in their words, that the suburbs are a tragedy. So that's fun. So you get to talk for about 10 minutes about anything. Um, it's, it can be a bit intimidating because um, you are kind of presenting something that's often very something you care a lot about to this organization um, of people. And then the Joint Senate will ask you questions about your speech. Um, and then we'll ask you questions about DiFi's history. So part of the petitioning process is learning all about the history. And so we'll ask you a little bit about that, you know, the different people that were in it, about our portraits, about the chambers. And then we have, yeah, a random section. So just to get to know the person a little bit more. Every Monday night at 7.30 during the academic year, you'll hear chatter and laughter from the dialectic chamber. Both societies, despite their differences, come together for debate on a range of topics. Our debates, while they're formal in the way that we hold them, there's no formal competition behind them, which makes it a lot easier for us to actually come to um, some sort of learning, learning process through it. And our exercises, even in regular meetings, aren't limited to just debate. We often have a resolution. Um, that people are speaking in the affirmative or negation on, and then we're trying to sway people's ideas. We take a straw poll at the beginning and a straw poll at the end. We also take a best speaker vote for the one of the four slated speeches at the beginning that was the best of members. A lot of the back half of the debate is open to anyone who's in the chambers and guests from the floor to speak. And then after our debates at every meeting, we have our business section. And after that, we have papers, petitions, memorials, and announcements, which means anyone uh, can get five minutes to speak about just about anything. So we have people talking about philosophical concepts, like is there free will? We have people talking about political concepts, what they're thinking about current events. And we have people talking about bad Tinder dates uh, and other things of a more uh, relatable nature. People perhaps. will go up and sing. People will. We've had people do a dance, tell jokes. Um, really, it's your platform, um, five minutes to do what you want with it. And I think that that's really special because people share um, some of the most intimate things about their lives um, and also bring everybody together in a really fun way. DiFi gives plenty of opportunity for members to speak about whatever happens to be on their mind. The society even had a debate about whether J.K. Rowling had the right to retroactively change parts of Harry Potter on Twitter. And even with a set amount of time for each debate, weekly meetings can go well into the night. But if you can't tell, DiFi senators are not ones to dismiss tradition. We talked about the process of how the meetings go, which is the debate business and then PPMAs. But Linda's afterwards is a very important part as well. 
And that's actually also the case with other debating societies at other universities as well. And, yes. and we go no matter what time it is. If our meeting ends at 1.30, you will see us at Linda's for 30 minutes afterwards. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. When our meeting has gone too long is when Linda's is closed when we finish the yes. meeting. That's really the point <laughs> And while the opportunity to participate in a friendly rivalry or joining other senators in the weekly Linda's ritual are great incentives to join DiFi, Katrina and George say that it's really an amazing learning experience. One of the things that comes up a lot, we have critics reports. So that's another thing that I think is is brilliant about DiFi. Um, the critic at the end of the debate will go up um, and give a report about um, basically critiquing everybody who spoke speeches, basically telling them the great parts of their speeches and basically things that they would look to improve. And one of the things that comes up a lot is having a roadmap at the beginning of your at the beginning of your speech, um, which basically means telling everybody upfront, here's what I'm going to talk about, because I think that that gives people um, at the beginning a sense of where argument is going. So we often think about having a speech as having this like aha moment during it, but I think. Telling them ahead of time where you're going, these are the points I'm going to make so that they know what to look out for and they can think of their questions ahead of time is um, definitely a very useful strategy. And I use that all the time. And that's definitely something people tend to bring up as something that's surprising when they come to our debates for the first time, that we kind of volunteer ourselves to be critiqued, because I think as students, sometimes we shy away from kind of grading in professors because there's kind of a potential like negative involved with that but for us like we want to get better at speaking we say something sometimes like people in DiFi are not the best public speakers at UNC but we are a bunch of people who want to improve at public speaking and you really see that with the critics report how we voluntarily receive critiques and hopefully want to incorporate them and it's very obvious that George and Katrina learned a lot from DiFi before they graduated in 2019 Always think about the other sides and think about the other side in the most charitable way that you can. Um, I think we the easiest way to argue against the opposing side and whatever that may be is to think of their their worst argument and fight that. But your best argument is if you think about their best argument. I would say be honest with people. Try to figure out why do I believe this opinion and try to use that to communicate with people because that's if it was compelling for you that could also be compelling for other people and people will see that honesty as opposed to an argument that maybe you know you think sounds good uh, but the argument that the arguments and the opinions you actually hold are tested Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you want to learn more about DiFi, you can visit their website, difi.unc.edu. Do you have an idea for an upcoming episode of Well Said? You can send us a tweet at UNC or shoot us an email at wellsaid.unc.edu. You can find Well Said wherever you get your podcasts, so we hope you'll subscribe and leave us a review. See you next week.